Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shiloh Ghoul itself. itself. This is a dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. I did. <laughs> oh man! And, I'm, and I, I promise you, I'm not editing this out. So, well then, welcome to a dagger for Sightblinder. Uh, may you always find shade, Adam. Thank you for making me laugh before we even started. This was so rude. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. People are always like, Adam, stop making me laugh. That's rude. <laughs> um, so it's a very common reaction this, this I, so no weird. here's the thing i wanted to hit the button because i wanted to be able to prove to the world that i could actually be funny at times it's a new oh. it's a new wrinkle you might say mm, i see okay well you've you've proven it or everyone's just gonna think that i'm a really good pity laugher Well, no. hmm, now I'm sad. Sorry. Sorry. That, that was rude. That was rude. <laughs> it was, um, but I, I didn't say it. See, that's, that's the difference between us. I can make people feel like they're being rude without mm-hmm. saying that they're rude. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say the difference between us is I'm able to objectively look at myself and criticize and grow and you don't. No, that's what you think about of me. So I don't need to say that either. <laughs> um, probably should explain why we're here for the second time this week. Bonus episode. Bonus. Bonus. <laughs> because we watched the first three episodes because the show's out. I know. I even made a play on uh, one of my jokes already today on this episode was about something that happened in episode three, actually. On this episode or before? Yeah, just now. I said, yeah, I was told you about how it was funny. And then I said, that's a new wrinkle. Yes, that's right. Mm. Nailed it. So, man, I thought it was super interesting. There there are so many differences. I have thoughts. So, so very many differences. And uh, first, okay, so I want to hear your thoughts. One thing I do want to just point out before we do anything. Um. Yeah. Right now, as of right right this moment, as of the recording, right. we uh, Wheel of Time is only at three stars on Amazon. I don't know what the total, like if it's like 3.9 or something, but it's right. it's, it's only three stars with less than 100 ratings, but still less than, <laughs> what's that? I was going to say it's been out for less than seven hours as of right now. Right. And so, so you have to think... The, the reason I'm, I'm pointing this out now is you have to think that the people who are most likely to be watching it right now, like there's probably a couple like just random, sure, I'll, uh, you know, I heard this is cool. I'll turn it on. I have time. Most of the people are going to be like, I need to watch this because I read the books. 
Right. And that they're people who are already super fans. And I think that that's going to color my uh, interpretation and discussion of this. Not, not that I'm necessarily negative about it, but right. I do think that there's going to be a certain amount of like me saying like, well, this didn't happen in the book this way. Like that. I mean, there was like a million times like that. And yeah. I think that I could have potentially felt very negative about some of those things. Okay. That, which I mean, is fair. I've, I've actually been waiting for hours to pick your brain about this because I immediately started having thoughts and I was like, Oh, if I'm having these thoughts, like I want to know what Adam's thinking. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see how, how you're going to take it. Cause there's some things that you haven't even seen yet actually, or, or like, like yeah. for instance, there, uh, okay. Before, before we even get further guys, there is going to be spoilers for this show, like for episodes one through three, but yep. then I don't know if we can really avoid comparisons for the rest of at least Eye of the World, like the first book right? as well. So it, I won't spoil things that are just randomly in like, like the very end of the book of book one, is it really mm-hmm. touched by this, but mm-hmm. there are also a few things from book two, like just small details that we may also discuss. Right. So uh, be warned, like after this, like we're basically, you know, everything quote unquote is free reign. I, I just don't, there's, we won't spoil that much, but we have to talk about the book if, you know, and at least I do to be able yeah. to explain how I feel about the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm prepared to just go all out. I feel like I'm going to get spoiled about other things too. So that's yeah. fine. Well, and I'm not, I won't spoil too much, but no, but I have all these questions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Good. So yeah. Oh, and then we let's do for for at the end of each episode, let's talk mm-hmm. about who the most annoying character we think is. <laughs> I was not thinking about that when I was watching it. I know. So you have to be like honest. You have to actually give on an honest answer for once. Okay. So let's try and not jump around episodes and go like episode by episode. Yeah, I think that that's going to be the best course of action. Okay. So can can I start? Yeah, so so don't episode. cover like don't don't episode don't start the whole like don't go through the whole thing. Like give me a no, chance no. to talk, please. You just <laughs> talked. It's my turn. <laughs> it's my turn. I'm in command. I oh sorry. <laughs> I went all Star Wars on you. I apologize, Captain uh, Phasma. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. No one should be surprised. Okay. Um, I was really hoping they would show the prologue from Eye of the World. I'm not surprised that they didn't, but I was really hoping mm. they would. Um, and I understand why they didn't. I feel like starting it with Moraine and land like that, the way they started it was really cool in general to open the episode, but it gave me the vibe that the story is about Moraine. Like that's the vibe that it instantly gave me was this is Moraine's story and this is why Mm -hmm. she's doing this. And I think it was done with the intention of her being the like knowledge source basically so that if you are a viewer who's never read the books you can have her kind of explain the backstory and what's going on and why this is important um but I really wanted to see the prologue oh man uh, so 
I didn't care about the prologue. I thought I that would be needless, completely confusing. But I, I, I get, I get that. I, I, my guess is that they're going to show it eventually. I bet that they'll show it later yeah. in the show. M- maybe not even the season, but at some point, they might. As, as they talk, I thought. So, so here's something really interesting. They actually changed the verbiage. So you mm-hmm. know how we were we were talking a couple episodes ago about how she was saying we don't know if the dragon reborn will be a man or a woman. Yeah. Or whatever. And there was a lot of fan outrage about that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people worried, like I was concerned. And so they actually changed her dialogue or her monologue, whatever, at the start. Mm-hmm. And they did say, we don't know if the Dragon Reborn will be like it was a man. We don't know if they'll be reborn as a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. But so, so they kept the same narrative, but they kind of smoothed it out quite a bit more than the initial, like, we, we just don't know. We're ignorant fools who right. haven't read the books, you know, <laughs> like, like they made sure that we knew like, okay, this is where we're coming from, but mm. I don't know. It, it did strike me a little bit as like, they kept calling the dragon reborn them. And mm-hmm. whereas I, you know, you I know, know it's I, a he. well, I, I think, I, I mean, if they go against what the book is like if they go against that story if they just like decide that someone else is is the dragon reborn that isn't a he like Mm -hmm. i i won't say that they'll lose me as a fan but it i will struggle hard not to just be the most pissed off ever right so well then let's hope they don't do that yeah i don't want to be the most pissed off ever I don't think they will based off other factors that we were mm-hmm. shown um, that I'm yes. not going to jump around, but I don't think they will. But, but, but I did think it was interesting. Um, yeah. And, and then, so it shows the them sitting off mm-hmm. and then it, it immediately shows two people mm-hmm. running away from the red Aja. Yeah. Right. That yeah. was, that was the start of one as the first one, right? Yes. Oh yeah, it is because because then it shows yes. Moraine and Land deciding where they're going to go. But yes. so um, so yeah, go ahead, talk. I had no idea what was going on with the red. Like I knew that was what it was, but I was like, "What are they showing here?" Um, I was just ignorant to it, and then I was like, "All right, cool." Like I guess they're just at first, like when when and we later find out obviously what happened, but I thought they were gentling him just like out in the road i think that's what they that's what that's what i took from it okay cool because i was like i like at the point that i am in at in the series it's only been a term that's been thrown around it hasn't actually been like fully explained so i was like i guess this is how it works like cool um and it was just jarring to watch so from from like a um i mean this isn't like a this isn't a spoiler really like one person could technically as long as the other person is is uh like shielded from the source you can mm-hmm. you, you only need one person to gentle someone like traditionally i think that i said i have traditionally used like a full circle of 13 which i guess you don't know about circles and stuff which uh, no. again is not really a secret but like you can i said i can link together to be more powerful right. as a as a group together so Mm -hmm. um 
you know, so it's not, but, but it's only one of like, they can get thir- up to 13 people and only one of them can use the power at that time. And the rest are used like, as kind of like mini miniature batteries. So, <laughs> you know, they're, they're just like, they, they can feel the, the power being channeled through them, but they can't actually control the source. So it's one person channeling, but they channel the power from 13 different people. And no, so they can do that to gentle someone. I think that's traditionally what they do, but mm-hmm. As you'll find in the books at different points, gentling or stilling can happen mm-hmm. when with just one person. Okay. So, uh, and the okay. red algae are kind of just total dicks, really. Like they're all, if there's only a red algae, wasn't surprising that they're like, you know what, let's just do this now. Okay. Cause I totally got that vibe like from them, especially when she was talking about like how, you know, you can't it's not for you it's for women like you Mm -hmm. can't have this and I was like well like they did have it and I get why they can't have it but like they did kind of have it before and it was just very aggressive like I just Mm -hmm. I didn't like her well and and that's and that's Leandrin did not like her which you yeah Uh, and so in, in the books red sisters are I think there's maybe one red sister that I like in the whole series. Okay. So my reaction is spot on basically, which I guess makes it's kind of good that they were able to convey that through the show. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. They're, they're just, they're a a lot of them are. So, okay. So, so wheel of time is problematic in some sense. It's like there, a huge part of wheel of time is like the battle of the sexes kind of. Mm-hmm. of like men versus women and their differences and a lot of them are overemphasized or caricatured to the right. extreme and so the red sisters are all kind of just man haters ah. in the series like they they're just like oh we don't need men they're filthy disgusting awful people and that's uh, you know and they're the red aja is their whole goal is to find men who can channel and mm-hmm. take care of them you know gentle them if they have to kill them whatever <laughs> That's right. their that's their the start and finish of what they do, and so and so that like I guess the man haters who who become Isidai would naturally gravitate toward the ones that hunt down men only, right? Like toward the group. Okay. So you know that they're kind of just they're kind of just pushed that direction. The people who are predisposed to dislike men for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And some of them have great, really valid, like reasons for it. Frankly, like they, there are certain times that he hints at what they, what, what's been done to some of the red sisters, and it's like, oh, oh, I don't think you should have acted that way, but I guess I can understand why you have that disposition. Right. So, <clears throat> well, Anyways. did not enjoy. Um. Then I, if I remember correctly, then then we're with Nynaeve and Egwene after this, right? the top of the cliff yeah oh, oh, so, oh one one last thing i wanted to touch on actually yeah. um because this i don't think i can go through this whole thing with like a fine-tooth comb honestly but this no. really this still kind of just really bugs me so so no one knows the, so the idea of tevirin mm-hmm. and tevirin is like this kind of unknown scholarly term honestly of like oh yeah these people who the the wheel weaves around and you know like impacts things in a bigger way and like 
Severin are incredibly rare. Like in the, it, there just are very, very few Taviran. And so in, in Emmons Field, the fact that there are three Taviran in Emmons Field is amazing. So uh, like, and they didn't have any idea that that's what they were. Like it, they had to have it explained in a lot of different ways and they still didn't accept it because it just seems so nebulous. And because like how it's so, there's no way to quantify it. So the fact that Moraine said to Lan, I heard a rumor of four Taviran in the two rivers. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like, right. I, I can't understand how that, how you could hear a rumor of four Taviran. It doesn't make sense to me. So, right. whatever, whatever. We, we can, we can move on from that. I just, that set things up for me of like, I don't know. It, it was just really. It just left this like weird, almost like a weird taste in your mouth. Yeah, like I was like, that's that's wrong. Like I don't mm. I don't know why they would even choose to say that kind of like it it makes no sense if you've read the books. To me, it makes no sense. But you know, I just didn't like the also that it was at the very very start. So that's why I wanted to point it out was because. It was way more impactful than if they just randomly thrown it in like during episode three or four or something. Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, oh, well, they've been getting some things wrong. They can get that one wrong too. This one was just like, uh-oh, what right. else are they going to get wrong kind of right. thing. And, and yeah. I, I actually think that a lot of the things that they did made a lot more sense. I, I actually, that was like my only moment of pure cringe, honestly, of just, just like, what are they going to do next? Like, this is, I hope, I hope they don't kill this thing. I really hope, you know. Yeah. But the fact that it was at the start is make, makes it more impactful. Yeah. Because you're now going in with that disposition. Right. Of like, what else? Like, instead of, oh, what else are they going to make cool? Like, mm-hmm. what else are they going to ruin or get right. wrong? Right. You know, now I have to be careful. Like, now I can't just trust them. I just have to walk. I have to pay attention really close, but I was going to do that anyways. Mm-hmm. So I am. So anyways, we can move on. I know I've been dominating the conversation no, no. and I really want to hear what you have to say about things. Um. Okay. So like the next thing, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I was like, what is the point? Like, what is the ceremony that we are clearly watching? Is this like when you're allowed to braid your hair? Like, is this like the thing that we're seeing? It's just a random. So, okay. So this was a little this is less cringe than the Taviran thing but this was a little confused so there's two diff there's two very distinct things in the books about so the women's circle which is like the so there's the men's I forget what they call it like whatever their town hall council group is you know like mm-hmm. the the mayor and like his advisors basically Right. You know, but there's the women's version of that called the women's circle. And then the women's circle decide when a girl is allowed to braid their hair. That means their marriageable age. Right. And this kind of combined, like, so they said, you're now part of the women's circle. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, that's why I was like, what is this? Well, and there was a ton of them there. Like, is the women's circle... So my guess is that they just kind of decided that the women's circle and being a woman was mm-hmm. just, you know, or, be, you know, the ceremony to being, you know, marriageable age, being able to right. age your hair. Right. I feel like they just 
blended the two together. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was like, all right, I guess this is some kind of thing. But well, and then and then they're like, but you might die. Right? I was like, this seems like really aggressive. Like, especially well, especially if you've read the books and you're mm-hmm. aware of the fact that Egwene is not a strong swimmer. Like Perrin right. even says that about her. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, we're just gonna push you into this like rushing river. Yeah. Good luck. Hope, hope you don't hit your head. Right? Like you're falling and you can't control your descent and you just hit your head and die. Like it it made I'm like, okay, so may, maybe so it made me think, oh, well, maybe she is being initiated into the actual women's circle. And mm-hmm. they only let their strongest people in. Right. Or something. They're like, well, if they die, then they were weak. And I mean, it's still a super brutal way to do things. Like, right. like, a, like a village like that doesn't just have enough random, casual, awful deaths as it is. Like you have right. to you have to get like the young, <laughs> young childbearing age women, like potentially at risk as well. Right. Like, I don't want to compare it to this, but it's like when you burn a witch at the stake and it's like, well, if she's a witch, she won't burn. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Yeah. hmm. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. So, okay. The the actual thing that bugged me and this, Mm -hmm. this, I didn't think this was going to bug me as much as it did. The actual thing that bugged me was Rand and Egwene's interactions when you first see them interact together. Like it bothered me. Interesting. Well, yeah. So, so she she survives, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, that that seemed a little brutal for. They're like, hey, welcome. Like, screw you. Yeah. Like over the edge with you, and then and then they go to the town. Is that right? Oh, the, it shows Rand with his, with Tam next right. or something, right? Yeah, they're walking into town. I think if I remember correctly. Yeah, and Rand thinks he sees something, and it's kind of just a little nod to, you know, mm-hmm. may, maybe Sal Mergel, maybe he didn't, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then they're at the inn, I think, when mm-hmm. they first interact together. Um, and I did not enjoy it. I was like, okay, whatever. They're going to make them more like into each other or something. Else. It was weird. I didn't. My wife thought so too, actually. Like I, I did not, it, it, and I think the reason why I didn't enjoy it will make more sense when we get to the next episode, but I just, I I didn't like it. It just felt so wrong for them to be nice to each other. See, I liked, I, I told I told my wife, like, I, I, you know, the whole time I was like, man, this, this feels like an actual relationship way more, yes. th- way more than the madness that happens in the books where I'm just like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, right. It, it totally. feels, it feels incredibly unnatural in the books. And this time I was like, oh, like, okay. So they're old. They're both older than in the books. That, that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, they have a physical relationship and they don't know exactly how they feel about each other, what their future is going to look like. And uh, so when compared to the books, yes, very, very different. But in my opinion, I, I liked it. It felt, felt like an actual, oh, hey, like they care about each other on some level, at least. Right. 
which like I did get that. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm not saying I didn't feel that. I just didn't like it. Fair. So. Oh, that, um, that's fair. Um, yeah. Oh, you don't have to, you don't have to like it or, or what like, it's interesting though. Cause my wife did, she was just like, Oh, this is so different. And she hasn't read the books for, you know, a, a good long while, but she's, mm-hmm. there's some things, some things you just remember. And so, yeah. I'm, yeah. Did, did not enjoy. Um, it's fair. And then, and then mm-hmm. we, like we c- casually find out that parents married. Oh my gosh, that what? Uh, I just what this I did not like. I hated that. I and I loathed that. In fact, I thought that was the dumbest thing. I was like, this doesn't. I understand what they're doing. They're eliminating characters. So instead of him being the blacksmith's apprentice, he is the blacksmith. Like they've eliminated that. And and honestly, like the way the books go, it almost makes sense that he would be a blacksmith. Like you'll you'll see in in book right. three, I believe that's that actually becomes a thing uh, that like that you actually understand. But yeah, like I just feel like it took away from his character because in the books he clearly mm-hmm. has this internal dialogue where he's talking about how he doesn't know about girls and he needs to talk to rand because rand knows about girls and like he's having Mm -hmm. this whole thing and i'm like that that just completely takes away from your character now like in my eyes i'm like this is not no why (laughs) why was this necessary yeah i i was so weirded out by that i i don't know but but that then they have to think and I don't know the answer to this at all, but you have to think it, maybe it's more interesting for the people who uh, who have just jumped into the show and haven't read the books of uh, like, like the three friends all have, like they're all of like marriageable age and mm-hmm. they're all doing different things. So like one of them could have married young. Like I, I had a friend who married way too young in, mm-hmm. in, in real life. And, you know, we all, and then he ended up, with a failed marriage pretty soon after and we all just I don't know we didn't no one made fun of him or anything but it, it was like a thing you know it's like oh right. like he's he's our group's guy you know he's he's our version of that and the rest of us didn't get married but each of us each has our own little thing that's going on mm-hmm. and I don't know like it make, it makes sense that uh, he's already he's he's got he's the blacksmith he's the you know he's got a solid trade why wouldn't he marry someone and you know start a life right the other two have aren't established yet the way he is right which i guess i get but i still don't like it no i hate it but 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 yeah but i it seemed it seemed like a they're like hey you've read the books (laughs) screw you Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway you don't know how close they came to saying the f word there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> censoring yourself i like it yeah it was really um, it was really hard which is what she said but, <laughs> um, but i did like matt's character here i thought matt was in character he uh, mm-hmm. he gave me all of like the friendly jokery like happy-go-lucky vibes that he's been giving me from oh, the man. get-go 
let me just say I liked him more in this show than I liked him in the book and I Mm. I have I really enjoy Matt in later parts of the story but I don't necessarily I've I always try to like him during these rereads I like to like him or I try to like him in the first few books and Mm -hmm. I just I'm like he's just kind of a whiny little a-hole like I don't like him I I thought he was great he and uh, I I'm very conflicted though his dad right yeah so so you don't know once you get to a later book his dad mm-hmm. uh, like I'm trying to think okay so I, I'm not going to spoil things like so Matt always looks to his dad as as an example of like what he wants to be kind of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. his dad is like his dad is the best at this his dad is the best at that uh, like you know like and his dad ends up being a really stand-up solid guy uh, mm-hmm. that you get and and then to find out he's just like being unfaithful to his wife, like very clearly just a total douchebag. Mm-hmm. And his yeah. wife and, and Matt's mom is a probably like she just looks wasted away, like an alcoholic or something. And yeah, it's, I mean, <sighs> that, like, that part to me, I'm like, don't do this to Abel Cawthon. Don't mm-hmm. like his dad. I, I was, but. They have to do different things. I'm sorry. Yeah. Keep, keep telling me more about Matt, what you think. I, I have very strong feelings about this character. So I want to hear what you have to say. I, I just enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was great. I thought it was really good contrast. Um, Like, I immediately, like, seeing him in, in there, I immediately was like, yes, that this is Matt. Like, this is mm-hmm. how I want to see him portrayed. Fabulous. Well, and it, it's really cool. Once, you, once he gets a point of view... Mm-hmm. Like he he goes to great lengths to show people how callous he is, and at while at the same time, he's like super kind hearted and just like has these like has these tendencies of, of like really of, of true altruism, right? And, and you see that here of like he clearly stole something from a woman, yep, at, which is like oh my gosh, like you're a thief, like. What, what and then it's to get things for his sisters to yeah. take care of them yeah and it's like oh i mean am i it, you know if i was in that situation i'd steal something to keep help you know for my kids or to raise you know for my sisters or whatever like mm-hmm. yeah like i it, he was very mad and he's, he's really funny too. I'm, I'm very sad now that we have a different actor for him in season, for season two. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be weird. Yeah. I, he was, he was the bright spot in basically every interaction. I, mm-hmm. I truly enjoyed his, his stuff, his shenanigans. Yeah. It was really well done. So. Which I'm surprised because uh, that, that I liked him so much because yeah. I don't, I, I, okay, I can't spoil that much. <laughs> I just can't, I just can't. It's it's a reference to later things and it'll come up at some point, but I, I just can't do it. Um, fit, suffice to say, I, I can be a pretty harsh critic on certain aspects of Matt. Gosh, that doesn't make any sense right now, but. It will. Maybe. <laughs> once, I, once I explain it in like five years. But once we get to that point in the storytelling, but I, yeah, I really liked him 
And Rand, Rand throughout, it seemed very consistent with the books, actually. Yeah, he did too. Um, I actually, like now that I think about it, which I, kind of makes sense to the books too. Mm-hmm. He seemed pretty bland in comparison to the other characters. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's funny because you're rooting for him in the books because he's the point yeah. of view character. Yeah, exactly. But, well, and this is something that my wife brought up too with, with Perrin is Perrin is a really cool character in the books because you can see in his head, in the mm-hmm. like you can hear what he's thinking and how his approach is. It loses something if you're just watching him stare at things and not talk. Yeah. Yeah, you're just seeing him have his internal monologue and have no thought on what his internal monologue is. Right, right. And I feel like that's the same for Brand here. It's like, mm-hmm. I like, so I guess we don't want to get too far. So one thing though, I, I loved that he confronted Moraine and he was like, hey, like, yeah, I don't trust you kind of thing. I guess that that is in the next that that's that's the net the second episode so we can we can rewind a little bit but Mm -hmm. yeah so Moraine's like poking around town you know she makes her big entrance and poking around town asking trying to figure out when people are born right because she's looking for the right age Mm -hmm. um yeah (laughs) I still I still enjoyed her arrival into town like even though we already saw it in the teaser like I still enjoyed it yeah, I, I liked her performance in, in the whole, th- yeah, it, what she did was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, she's grown on me consistently. I think, yeah, she was, I thought it was very interesting too. Like one of the first times we see the power being used was just to heat their bath water. Right. <laughs> and she's just like moving it around like, okay. Yeah, we got to see Lan's butt. It's just fun. Yeah. For some people, I'm sure. So. <laughs> Just randomly. Uh, Landomly? Landomly. Was it Rand? Was it Rand's butt? No. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Mm. Mm. So then, like, let's get into this. Now we're actually going to get into, like, the actual heart, I think, of what, of everything that happens. Yeah, in, in the first no? episode, you mean. Yeah, yep. with, with Winter Night. Because basically the first episode is Winter Night. It was, which, right. yeah, it surprised me that they spent an entire episode on that. But yeah, me too. I wasn't disappointed. It really set up the characters well, I felt yeah. like. Um, so the first thing I'll say is I literally jumped when, I can't even remember like, the guy's name now who dies in front of Egwene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forget. Tom, Tom, Tom or something gone jumped like goes like okay it's it's here they're here uh mm-hmm. that is not how i envision trollocs they look like they look like wookies with with bull heads that's like <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. so the way it. I envision them, and this can be completely wrong, but whatever, is kind of like a goat's <laughs> hind legs. 
Like mm-hmm. I like I envision skinny like like skinnier legs and hooves. Mm-hmm. Like really, really tall man's torso with like a like a I don't want to say a bull's head, but it's kind of like a bull's head. Kind of similar to, to the heads that they did have, I guess, basically. Well, they're but, all supposed to be different. Like, they're supposed to be birds and cows I and just, horses and, like, all, all the different animals' heads. They just looked like, like, literally, literally the first thought I had when I saw them was, that looks like a scary Chewbacca. <laughs> they do kind of look like Wookiees. You're right. I I actually thought that they did a decent job. I, I like that they sometimes went on all fours. I, I think they did a decent job of it. It's just not how I envisioned it. Well, that's the danger fine. of reading the books. You're I like, know. really? Oh man, I literally, by the way, just to rewind a tiny bit, I really mm-hmm. like Pad and Fane, the small amount that we saw him. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's he's like driving up, he's in his little cart, and all the little kids are like, you know, blah, blah, blah. you know, I was like, oh, it's Gandalf. Oh no, it's Pad and Fane. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, hello. Very, very briefly. But he seemed very likable, like very yeah. genial and like, oh, he's a cool guy. Not not as stuffy as they kind of show in the in the book, which I, I thought it was a cool change to his character. The small mm-hmm. amount we saw of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Then, so then, so then we've got Trollocs murdering everyone. Would you would you put a thumbs up or thumbs down to the way Trollocs looked like overall? I, I, no fault if you neg- feel negative about it. I'm just curious, like, what it, it sounds like you would prefer that they look a little different, at least. I like, would prefer it, like, but I don't you... like. I don't think they're bad. Okay. Can I do like a sideways thumb? Like I'm neutral on it. Like I'm not mad about it. I don't think it was perfect. That's fair. I think everything's going to be a, just a little bit disappointing to some on some level right right I, I mean that's that's just how that's how this kind of thing works if you've read the books you have right. to compare it to the books you, you're just you have to and sometimes it's going to come up short in what right. your expectations or preferences are totally so that's fine but i was the, shocked at how hard they were to kill oh, i'm sorry you were saying yeah oh no i was just gonna say like the whole like winter night unfolding so mm-hmm. go on so so first off it's like the trollocs just send one trolloc to fight right. rand like they, they're just like oh that's just like some random farm like we'll just send one yeah and and tam tam who's like hey i i have a heron mark blade i am a blade master i clearly know what trollocs are no one else here knows but i know and then he fights the trolloc and just like can't even beat one on his own i i was very disappointed like a weapon master present is presented in the books at least as like he could he could if there's five trollocs coming at him as long as he positioned himself wisely and stuff like he'll kill five without right. really breaking a sweat kind of thing and like this one would have just killed him straight up one-on-one if Rand hadn't intervened hadn't well. shown up what that was disappointing to me because right him, Tim is a blade master and right. he should have killed the that Trolloc. But right. like no in the books, he just kills a Trolloc straight up, like right off the bat. Rand like throws a kettle at him. And then mm-hmm. Tam's like, run boy. And he's holding off all like a whole group of Trollocs at the door. And this time Tam's like, there's only one, but I guess I'll die. 
it was i actually was concerned that they were going to kill him me too i thought that i for a little bit i was like whoa they're gonna just yeah his fatalistic attitude he's like you should get out of here i'm, I'm dead or whatever and Ren's right like, i was like uh let's let's not yeah i ran, ran too i was like i guess we'll just go to the village dude like right yeah so Rand's winter night was actually far less eventful than like the apocalyptic right thing Total that happened carnage like way different than the books like the books were like oh they they showed up and lan and and moraine like mostly just killed them off and scared them off before anything could happen right and that was not the case here no it, it was like an extended battle scene and there were some really cool scenes in that actually yeah it was way more aggressive than i thought it was going to be Me which too. i get that like they're doing it for the shock factor on the TV, like TV and you're hooking, hooking your viewers and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, that was a lot. It, it almost didn't feel real on, on some levels. Like, like you see the, the main events that are happening, happening in the middle. And it's like a few villagers are kind of like kind of struggling against Trollocs, but for the most part, everyone's just hiding, but then the right. Trollocs are still somehow distracted by what's going on in the middle. Right. It was, it kind of, I, what I did like about it though, was you start seeing the two rivers. Like at first they're shocked. Of course they should be, they should run away. Mm-hmm. And then I did like them, like that you could see their stubborn streak. They're like their Manetheran spirit of like, yeah, we're, we don't know what these creatures are, but we're not going to take crap from them. Like, right. you know, yeah. we're just, we're just going to go at them. And, and they did. And it like, to varying degrees of success but it, it that was cool to me yeah i really enjoyed that and i'm glad that you brought up that it was way more extreme than actually like Rand's actual winter night because i was even thinking that one after i watched the first episode i was like oh like that i found that i i, I don't want to say i cared about it more but I, I found that i was like invested in it more and i hmm. i think it was because of that so it's fair. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Like Lan and Moraine and they're, they're like working together. Like, mm-hmm. so, so you see one blade master, you see Tam Thor just get wrecked by a Trolloc. Yeah. And, and then, then, and you, then see you see Lan laying waste. Like the thing that I was telling you about how a blade master yeah. should be, that's what Lan is. He's just all over the place, just slaying Trollocs, doing all this awesome acrobatic stuff. It's so cool. So I, I noticed that like Lana was like, awesome, great. And then what ended up happening for me was as soon as Moraine got out there and she started like channeling her, Mm. her power and like, you know, moving the ground around and flinging rocks around and stuff. As soon as I like saw her start doing it, Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. I just started crying. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's... I just started crying. I was like, what is wrong with me? Why am I crying? No, she was super, super badass. I loved it. I, I was, I'm like, not like sobbing, but like, like I was tearing mm-hmm. up. Um, it, it was great. I love the visualization of her channeling, like how they channel their power. I love that. 
yeah I think I it thought, looks, looks great yeah people were concerned that it was going to look worse if there weren't because the channeling takes all sorts of different elements you know like fire right. water earth all, all this stuff and so they're like why is it they're brown and blue and red and all and i'm like i i was i was willing to wait and frankly i personally very satisfied yeah with with how it looked yeah i thought it looked great made total sense yeah i thought it was cool mm-hmm. one thing that it, it kind of struck me like this is is different a little bit than than in the books at least in ter- like it, it made me think a little bit of like D where some spells take a long time to cast right and so your tank or whoever have to keep the mobs off of them while they're casting their spells Mm-hmm. And that that totally felt like Lan was just all over the place, just slaying Trollocs off of her so that she could just cast her big like lightning right. spell and kill all the Trollocs. You know, mm-hmm. he's there for the for like the small, you know, one-on-one interactions, and she's there for the bigger picture to just wreck noobs. Right, exactly. She's no. the DPS. <laughs> it was so well done. Um she, she roasted a tree in the middle. I was like, I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is fine. Everything's good. Yep, I didn't need that tree. <laughs> in um, fact, I didn't I didn't need the the wine spring in either, apparently. No. No one just, did after that. No. Everything's gone. Yeah, she's um, like, I'll just use this to kill all the Trollocs. Yeah. So it was I I loved how they, they handled mm-hmm. that. It was great. Um and then there's more Trollocs with Perrin and his wife. Man, I, the second I heard, found out he had a wife, I was like, okay, so that's weird that she's married. He's married and that she yeah. actually, but she'll die from Trollocs in winter night anyway. So it's okay. I thought that too. I was like, well, she's going to die. I said it out loud. Like the, the first time we actually saw her, I was like, oh, like he loves her. She actually, like mm-hmm. he's invested. That's going to be something that makes him feel yeah. deeper somehow yeah that they're trying for and i i what i didn't see was and people yeah. who haven't seen the show like earmuffs Spoiler. but but if you're if you've listened this far like stop, like screw you <laughs> like if you don't want spoilers like this you you had this coming but <laughs> i didn't see him chopping her I, that no. was that was a shock to me I thought that he, that like when he was killing that Trolloc, that he was gonna look over and see the other Trolloc had, was like doing the finishing blow on her kind yeah, of thing. I thought so too. That's one hundred percent what I expected. And then as soon as I saw that, I get so full disclosure. I watched this at work for people who don't know. So I was sitting at my desk watching this and gasped so loudly at work. I was like, oh! like, <laughs> <You're> like, <choking. laughs> I didn't like you and I don't like that you you were here, but holy F. What? Yeah. I think I actually did swear at my desk, but mm. yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah, and, I was just like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> take, uh, I, I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and I, I thought that it was cool. Like Matt gets this, this is like typical Matt of like, okay, he, he goes in. He goes into his house and he's he's like, okay, I'm safe. I'm good. We're good. Like right. no, no issues. And then he discovers his sisters, sisters are not there. And it, his parents are like, I don't know. I don't really care about them. Who cares? Towns being overrun by th- creatures. We have no idea what they are, but they're slaughtering and 
eating everybody. Right. Fuck and it. and, and Matt's, the girls aren't here. I know. And Matt's like, okay, I, I gotta go. Like, so he yeah. puts himself at, at, he's like, no, no, not even a question. He's like, where are they? All right, I'm out. Like, I'm going to go find them. And then yeah. he knows them so well. He knows where their hiding spot is too. Yeah. Which is great. So yeah. I, I loved Matt this episode. Loved him. Yeah. And he's like, all right, we're going to go. We're going to go. Remember how we play hide and seek? Like, we're going to go do yeah. this. And like, as it's a fun contrast because in the books, he's always, when you finally get a pet point of view character or point of view from him, he's always mm-hmm. talking about how annoying his sisters are. Like, one of the reasons he's very stealthy, he says, is because he, uh, he always had a bunch of sisters around who were like looking for things to tattle on him about. Right. Which Aww. is. Which, you know, and so he's always trying to avoid his sisters. His sisters are always just kind of mean to him. But in this case, totally different relationship. Right. And like, he's, he's like their, their parent. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool to see him. Yeah. Oh yeah. This, this, his relationship with his sisters are better. His parents was disappointing, like I said, but yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. And then. Then we get the next day. Everyone's yeah, yeah, ran. out hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and the... I thought it was Maureen's like, oh hey, the four of you are, are right here with me. Yeah, let's go. I need gets I need to get, get dragged off. Right. I was like, my my wife is like, now here's the twist. I need dies in episode one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but she was joking. But I was like. Oh. Jeez. I mean, you know that from the trailers that she doesn't. Right. But so, don't will it. Yeah, it was just funny. Uh, but but then Moraine's like, hey, you guys are here. And let me just tell tell you guys, it like in broad daylight in front of everyone, one of you guys is the dragon reborn, and we need to get out of here. Yeah. So so weird. And I actually was annoyed when she was like it's one of the four of you like mm-hmm. no it's not I'm like it's one of the three of them right not one of the four of them yeah well it, it goes back to the i know um, and i was surprised that it annoyed me but it did annoy me yeah so and then they're all like i did like that there's the trolloc army just like marching down and yeah and they're like she's like you don't have time to think we got to go now or your village is toast yeah, so I thought that was good because then you you add this urgency. You're like, okay, let's get out of here, and you everything moves along. Mm-hmm. And then they, that's it. They're done. Uh, so the one time I teared up at all in this show mm-hmm. uh, was at the end when you saw that Matt was leaving and his sisters are just devastated. And I yeah. like as as a dad, like just thinking uh, of if I had to leave my three and seven year old. Mm-hmm. Even though, even though my wife would take great care of care of the kids, or even if my wife somehow wasn't in the picture, like the the grand, like my my sisters would, my like all everyone yeah. that surrounds them loves the heck out of them. They'd take way better care of them than his degenerate parents. But just the fact that he he doesn't have time to make arrangements, he just has to like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have to go. Like this is important, and sorry, like goodbye. Right? It really just made, I was like, oh my gosh, like, can you imagine this situation where you've had the worst night of your life ever, like crazy beast that you didn't think even existed. 
Mm -hmm. uh, like show up, kill like half the village, destroy everything. And then some random woman who has powers that you, that apparently you've heard a lot of bad things about. Right. It like says, Hey, we got to go. No time to think. Let's go. Like we have to go in the next five minutes or we're screwed. And can you just imagine, you just have to make that decision and everyone's watching you leave and you're like, I don't know, like the, just the sheer adrenaline of that situation and the sheer desperation. I, yeah. I don't know. Very intense ending. Yeah, it was. And then that was the end of episode one. Okay. So episode two. Hit. Give, give me all your thoughts on this opening. So, Children of the Light. Right. And the White Cloaks. Yeah, the White Cloaks. Uh, very uh, disturbing. Super disturbing. So, the, so this is, this you, like, this does not happen in the books. No, just like the casual malice he has toward Aes Sedai. And like, Oh. You, you saw his collection right on hanging mm -hmm. from his belt of of Sedai rings like that was disturbing right well and so so he's got an Sedai there and he's <laughs> i i was wondering if he was going to eat a part of her actually i oh. thought that was i thought that was Ooh. it Ooh, i did not think that yeah i but it wasn't but like so so he go he goes up to her he like walks up and you see a plate and you realize her hands are just there like severed hands are on a plate and mm -hmm. he just like takes the ring off one of them to hang on his trophy belt and he just watches her burn to death as he's just drinking his juice or whatever you know i will say in this entire like opening sequence there was one part that I liked. Okay. And this is because I, I like do a little bit of video, video editing at work. So I, I just loved the imagery that you saw when he was sitting there eating and drinking and his goblet is there and you can see her in the reflection of his goblet. I was oh, like, oh, that's mm -hmm. cool. Cool shot. I like that. That's the only part I liked. I could appreciate the framework there. It's beautiful. Everything else was disturbing. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, prime is an interesting thing to watch it on. Cause if you pause, you can see yes. who the actors are and what the, the characters' names are. And it was just yellow Aja Aes Sedai, her yellow Aes Sedai, something like that. Oh. She didn't have a name. But, yeah, it, it was it was just, I don't know. I've always hated just the glorification of, like, he, he was, like, reveling in the torture. Like, he just watches her burn to death. That's a horrifying way to die. After they chop her hands off, and he's just talking so smugly to her. It is serial killer vibes. Like, yeah. honestly, that I was, this, it, it was so disturbing. Just the pure joy and ecstasy he took out of killing I said, I said, I like hunting them basically. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a fan. 
and that's yeah. how that's how it started <laughs> yeah i i didn't like that at all it, it was just i don't know i and it, i guess this is coming from i never liked the scene in star wars when jabba just feeds ula like the dancer to a yeah to like i, I always just the the joy that they get from ending another sentient being's life for sport, like watching them die to like being killed by a monster. It's 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 very akin to that. I've always felt I've always thought that was one of the most repulsive scenes in Star Wars, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this this was one of them too. So I don't know. I it nothing will make you hate white cloaks more than seeing something like that, though. And they deserve to be hated. So I, I guess I'm okay on some levels with it. Right. So, I mean, well, and they had to set the stage for later in the episode too. Yeah, yeah, and, and like you said, that they deserve to be hated. If you haven't read the books, you don't know that. So then, if you're just going into this blindly watching the show, you need something really, like, really disturbing that's going to make you hate them. I think. Right. Right, and, and that's this how long was the start like five minutes or something it wasn't that long and you instantly no. you didn't need anything else like they set the stage so well you're like mm-hmm. oh these guys hate Aes Sedai and mm-hmm. they delight in just casual casually torturing and killing this person right. as opposed to a little bit later actually one of them who who apparently condones what this guy's doing one of the white cloaks actually actually advises someone mm-hmm. to go Talk to an Aes Sedai and get help. Right? Which, Which is... I was I shocked that he said that in front of him. Yeah. This guy is... Man, he... Ugh. Uh, I'm just so disturbed by him. Yeah, me too. I, I thought it was disgusting. Yeah. So, so then it cuts back to what the mains the main characters scene well then we get the right? opening credits for the first time i believe oh that's right which we're okay i didn't yeah they i hate to say this they they were very games of throne game of thronesy oh were they i i haven't haven't watched enough games of Th- game of thrones to really know that, to be able to make a comparison that's how i i understood what they were doing like it was weaving and and etc but just the, the movement of it and the flow of it gave me Game of Thrones vibes. That's fair. Which is, I'm, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Just I mean, the, making an observation. They're trying to fill that slot, though. Oh, totally. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we go back to to the group. Oh, you know what? You know what was really cool, actually, at the end of episode one, they -hmm. finally said the start of like the very first lines of, you know, like this. There's no, there are no beginnings or endings to the wheel of time, but this was a beginning. Like, I got super, like, not very many times I got like chills in these episodes, but that was one I was like, oh, this is a beginning. (laughs) I actually noticed that they said that too when I was watching it, and I just completely forgot because my brain is all over the place um but yeah i did enjoy that they had, i really enjoyed actually i thought that was a really fitting end to episode one yeah to have that so yeah i thought it was really cool mm-hmm. and so so anyways go back going back to the main group they are 
running from the Trollocs who are right mm-hmm. on their heels. Mm-hmm. They are. And this is, yeah, this is where they go for the ferry crossing. Yeah. So no Tom Marilyn, by the way. He's just yeah. not there. I noticed that. I was like, where's Tom? And then I got really worried that, that you know, Tom wasn't going to be a thing. Right. Uh, well, I remember seeing a character I thought was Tom. And I, I remember there was being speculation, but, and, and I'm guessing that there had been some kind of release that, oh, hey, this is Tom Marilyn for later. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I didn't know. Right. So, yeah. So it's just them running and they, they get on this little boat. Mm-hmm. Pay the guy to go across and all the Trollocs are there and Trollocs can't swim. Apparently not. No. Well, I thought it was actually a really funny thing because there's this time that they go across like some shallow water. Yeah. Um, the, like the Trollocs are like plow through some, some shallow water. And I was like, oh, it looks like Trollocs aren't afraid of water this, the, you know, at this time. Right. And then, and then like really soon after that, they're all they're like, like no. you see like the, the like cartoon, like, you know, like smoke on their heels, like stop at the nick of time. Yeah. I I actually found it amusing when uh, after like obviously the first the one trollic falls into the mm-hmm. to the water, uh, they all kind of at the front like realize they're like oh yeah like we shouldn't do that and they're trying to like lean back and push against right. them all. I was like wow you guys are kind of smart not really but kind of trying to preserve themselves yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so um this this part though so like we've talked about this in the books how like they go across and then moraine basically just destroys this guy's boat and he was like oh Mm -hmm. sorry like destroy your livelihood kind of thing and i mean a similar thing happens here except you know he he dies too and he killed it kills himself because he's stupid right he, he jumps back in the water. I actually thought, I, I don't know why I thought this. I do know why I thought this. I was thinking like that Trolloc that was in the water was going to come get him. Uh, but <laughs> I was like, you're going to get snatched. What are you doing? That's fair. Uh, but um, yeah, he, he's dead. He's gone. The boat's gone. Everything's just destroyed. And, and like, I understand why she did it. She, she had a point like you, you send the boat back, you go back, like you're, you're going to give them a way to get to us. Like you can't yeah. do that. And she I did, got, she didn't have a choice. She didn't have a choice, but man, was she ever cold. Oh, cold, like stone cold here. I was like, dang, this is, I, that this was actually like, I, I love Maureen. Mm-hmm. And in, the, in this moment, I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to like you anymore. Like, <laughs> uh, that's too bad. I was like, man, you guys just flicked the switch. It was so, just so abrupt for me that mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that, that hurts a little bit. But I get it. But damn. No, I mean, you're, you're supposed to see like her resolve is, is second to none. She's just like, no we're, yeah. we're gonna do this we're gonna live and we're gonna mm-hmm. you know like screw over the dark one as much as we can and and she does a really good job of explaining it like later on to Egwene and I, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed her explanation of it which was like if you think logically about the whole situation you have to do what's logical and logically speaking if he went back and I spared him 
he would have been killed. Like there's no way he would have, he would have been able to save his family. He's going into a horde of Trollocs. Of course he would have died. So he was Mm -hmm. going to die. He either had to stay with us or he was going to die. And then they would have his boat to come across the, the river. So right. it, it, it's a very logical explanation. Um, and she did a good job of explaining that. Mm-hmm. But it was still really cold in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I I was I was good with it, frankly. I mean, we've read we've read the <laughs> book. Well, no, I know. You gotta do it. I mean if you need to live, if you're going to, if you're going to accomplish like this, it's not just a, a matter of convenience. It's a matter of, she not only say she was going to save her group. She was also going to save that guy. Right. The ferryman, like he wasn't going to live anyways. And she's like, Oh, and we'll, we'll even get you to another town. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, nah, like my son is I don't know, like, I get that. And you know, if you, you I felt for us. I was like, man, your son's coming straight into a horde. He's right. going to die. Like that was my thought. I was like, your son's mm-hmm. not living. Your son's not coming across for you. Right. Well, and I can, I can imagine his desperation to get to his son. I, I can totally. I totally get that. I do. I think she, she did the best she could, but uh, there's two really interesting parts. So, so first off that guy, before he jumps in and commits suicide, essentially, mm-hmm. he says right. the children of the light are correct. Like you guys are yes. just the worst. And, mm-hmm. and that's, like the two rivers used to be a group that like they were so isolated in, in the books, I should say they were so isolated that no one like they would, they didn't know who the white cloaks were. They didn't know who they didn't barely, they barely knew what Aes Sedai were like there, there wasn't, they, right. they, they talked to some merchants sometimes. Yeah. So, so the fact that the white cloaks have clearly, I mean, and there are other textual evidence pieces that suggest like they're from the two rivers that people know who the true two rivers people are. Mm-hmm. It was just a very, you know, and not to mention the two rivers, like they know they knew to call Moraine, Moraine said die when they saw the ring. So yes, they weren't nearly as isolated as it in this version of Wheel of Time as as they were in the books, which I guess I'm okay with just different. Right. Deal with that. (laughs) I think I think they did that to avoid having to explain things. That makes sense, right? Like you're condensing all of this material into eight episodes, and Mm -hmm. you got to speed it up because, like you said, like the first episode was basically Winter Night, and I was shocked that we spent a whole first episode on it because I was like, we got to get through this whole book and now we only have seven more episodes yeah we gotta go like we like chop chop we're only like three hours in Mm -hmm. so um yeah i i can see why they did that to kind of just hurry things along yeah and yeah so i thought that i thought it was interesting the um yeah, so so he he says that, and then let's see. There was there was one uh, one other interaction that I thought, but I guess I guess just in general, like the maybe this isn't even it, but the the two rivers folks were just like, whoa, who have we shackled ourselves with? It was even more extreme than in the books, where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, they they've had some time to get to know her a tiny bit, and it's taken a little bit, but like just the the idea that. 
she very obviously was the one who created that whirlpool and did that stuff like yeah now they're on the other side of the river the trollocs are after them they don't know if they can trust moraine they don't know what to do right the whole thing is just yikes like yeah like what and it, it was fairly early on that uh, like that Egwene and Perrin have that scene where she's like do you think we'll go back home and or he says do you think we'll go back home and she's like nope right she's like nope buckle up <laughs> I didn't think it was funny Maureen's like hey guys go get some sleep and then right. halfway through she just wakes Egwene up she's like let's talk i know i was like okay so this well and like when she did do that though it it was pretty funny but i knew i was like okay so this is where she's gonna tell her that she can she can do this like Mm -hmm. you can channel yeah that's exactly what happened i I thought it was fine the way they handled Mm -hmm. that frankly it was it's all just so so rushed in a lot of things so yeah they're they get across there, they sleep and everything they have Rand. <clears throat> so, okay. Two things happen. First off, right. you realize that they're skipping Bailon. They're not going to Bailon. Yes. And, yes. and so therefore then they have a dream with Baelzaman in it. And instead of him doing this really long, obnoxious, like, I'm sorry, I, in eye of the world mm-hmm. in any, like when they talk to Baelzaman and have those dreams and it mm-hmm. takes like an hour to talk to him, mm-hmm. I get, the most bored ever. <laughs> I, I I will admit to having skipped through a couple of them. This That's this fair. read through because I I just hate them and so I like that they included the dreams, but mm-hmm. they were pretty quick and done. I I was going to say I actually I was curious how they were going to handle the dreams, and I think they did a really good job of it. Yeah, I I, I think. It's very mm-hmm. obvious, like to me, anytime we were in a dream, I was like, we're in a dream. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And, and then they, they mimicked the part with, in Bayerlon where, where there's the rats who were tortured to death. Yes. I did notice that. But with bats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when Ran was like, when he wakes up from that, that uh, dream and he's like, at first I was like, are you trying to make yourself puke like what is going on and then i was like oh no you're like trying to grab something and Mm -hmm. for whatever reason makes absolute no sense the only thing that popped into my mind of what he would be grabbing for some reason i thought somehow that like weird thing the white cloak ate was in his throat and he was trying (laughs) to like pull anyway um, awkward (laughs) awkward super not right but he pulls this bat out of his throat and i was like okay and then he wakes up sorry because that was part of the dream right or was it well you don't know because then the the bat was real on some level right and then and then moraine is like you will tell me every single dream you have from now on and gets all dictate dictatorial i don't know what the right word is she gets all dictatory and and they're like i don't like her right and, and this is when you see, like, Rand is is pissed, basically, and wants to know if she did this. And, all. and then you see, like, Land step in, and it's just, like, all protector of, of Moraine. I was like, okay, yeah. this is... 
mm-hmm. moving along at an interesting pace and I quite enjoy it. Um, this, this though, like all of this happens and there's all of this tension and they don't trust Moraine and all, all this is happening. And then now Egwene is kind of like, well, she's sticking her neck out for us and all this. This is why this scene here is why I did not enjoy their dynamic, Rand and Egwene's dynamic in the first episode, because you have them be very obviously in a relationship and they like each other and they're trying to figure things out and they don't, uh, whatever, lovey-dovey. And then mm-hmm. she flicks a switch and is completely how she is in the book. And I'm like, this doesn't, now I'm jarred by her character shift. This is how it should have been because it doesn't make sense to me that now all of a sudden she <laughs> is being this way when she wasn't that way to him before. See, I, I felt like there was... I liked I liked this part maybe the one of the most part out of all of the parts in this in this season I liked it I liked that interaction but maybe not just just the Rand and Egwene one but them all waking up and leaving and Rand getting pissed mm-hmm. and Egwene the night before having like laid with Rand and like he w- woke up and he's like no get like get out of here I, I wanted to be alone like I don't right. wanna, I don't want you around right. and I mean. Uh, the, the fact that she had essentially in episode one dumped him. Right. And, yeah. and then, and then she wants to get close to him and he's just like, just like, what do you want from me? Cause she clearly wants some closeness with him. I have whiplash. Okay. Like this is just, it's no, I just don't like it. Uh, I loved, I loved it though. So the, the, so yeah, she's like, she's, she's done so much for us. You have no idea. And then, <laughs> and, and then she's like, if, if, uh, She's like, I'd think of leaving you too if I was her. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, you already did or something. <laughs> he's like, you already made that choice. I was like, yes. Like score one for Rand. He, he just so good. It's not just, about keeping score, Adam. Come on. <laughs> oh man. Well, it was just, it was just such a, such a funny thing because she uh, like, yeah, she, she was being so inconsistent so crazy. And <laughs> Yeah, I I just thought it what it felt like though to me was was just this bickering couple who don't, you know, like they're just always at each other. Nya, 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 you know. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like, just this really visceral feel or whatever, a feeling of like they're just pissed at each other and they're just going to hit each other however they can. <sighs> and uh, you know, he's pissed at Moraine and then she decides to take her side and he's pissed about that. And then of all people, mm-hmm. Matt is the reasonable one. And he's like, well, she can make whirlpools of death. So let's try to keep on her good side. <laughs> <laughs> but also like still kind of in character for Matt. So. Right. Oh, I thought it was, I'm... they played it perfectly. He, they did a great yeah. job of me. He's like, well, I have to go with her. Like there's not really a choice here. We have to still have to go with her. Yeah. So maybe, maybe try not to piss her off so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then we, and then we run into the white cloaks again as the, as they leave. Oh, shocker! That, that was totally new, total brand new. Yeah. Thing. Oh my gosh! And I actually I loved Moraine in this. Me too. Okay. Me too. I thought she. <laughs> you'll laugh. I was like, I I thought she was really level headed and logical. Mm-hmm. and very manipulative 
Well, she's she's constrained by her five or by her three oaths, so she can't lie. Right. And and so I was like, oh, she's a sister. She's talking about uh <laughs> about an Aes Sedai. Like I, I caught that, and mm-hmm. you know, and then she explains it later. She's like, the truth that Aes Sedai tells is not the truth you hear. Yeah. Or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is so good. But yeah, I thought I thought it was really interesting the way she played it off of like no some weird creatures with horns and stuff did this to me because she knew that the white cloaks were going to recognize a trolloc wound mm-hmm. when they saw one but then she could play off like i don't know it was just in this weird town like the tro- i don't i don't you know what are, what were those creatures I, I have a wound and she kind of played it off as not knowing and yeah. and the white cloaks just believed her and like and that whole scenario where she, when she was doing that when she was just like oh as soon as he he touched her first of mm-hmm. all hang on back up he was doing this whole like weird creepy caressy pat down i was like can you just stop like this is so ugh, like disturbing disgusting i i, I did not and then, and then not land enjoy. calls land calls him out he's like i'm yeah. from the borderlands where we don't do crap like that like he called him out and I was like, ooh, he's he's going there. Well, the, the white cloak knows he's being offensive. In some ways, he's trying to just flush out like some kind of admission of some sort. It is so gross. Anyway, so he's doing this, and then he he obviously touches her wound. And as soon as she starts like spinning this and how she's mm-hmm. the way she's going about it, I was like, girl, you're so manipulative right now, and oh. I'm here for it. Dude, I loved her smile in it yeah she smiled a few times she's like oh like oh yeah if we're, thank you for you know like she she just seemed like the perfect mm-hmm. oh man like we're just along our way thank you so much for letting us by you know exactly like, you know she smiled at the right times and i'm like she never smiled at the edmonds fielders really but, <laughs> she doesn't like the edmonds fielders uh, she's tolerating them right well, but we do see more personality of hers come out as well. Mm-hmm. Like she starts smiling about things and start like when she interacts with Egwene, you can see her personality a little bit poke out here and there totally. as well. And, and when she was talking with Lan, like at the very start when they were in the bathtub together randomly, yeah. uh, that you know she you could see she's a real person. But she, I really love that she when she's in private, she's mm-hmm. kind of you know she's human, but then. When she's when she's in control of something, when she's you know on a mission, when she's out, outwardly, she's just like very you know, I'm a high lady, and you know I'm a I'm an Aes Sedai. Don't mess with me because I, I know my business. Yeah, um, I think it's she did a great job of showing the two sides of her. It was so it was so good. I I really enjoyed her in this specific. Oh, I I laughed out loud at the start when she was going to the ferryman and she's like, "No, we got to go right now." And he's it, she you know they give him money and stuff and he's like, yeah. "You're not a lady that people that people say no to a lot, are you?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, no, people don't say no to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> and neither should you. You learn your place, bud. <laughs> yeah uh which is which is hilarious because i i picked up on that too and i was like great and then she's super cool to him and then now i'm back on train on team moraine loving her not that i left the team but you know Uh, you kind of sulked a little bit i did i was like should i should Mm. i like you right now morally 
Should I report you guys for drinking? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, yeah. And then, and then this, I, I, I also really enjoyed this because like you said, she's, she's explaining to Egwene about the truth that an Aes Sedai tells mm-hmm. is not the truth that you, that you hear or whatever. Um, I, I also enjoy that she was saying like, I can't heal myself. Like it has to be somebody else. Um, which I thought was a nice little tidbit of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why we normally travel with each other. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. So they get past the white cloaks and then she, her wound is just really messing with her, which isn't something she had to deal with in the book. No. And I was like, why is she like, she needs to sleep. Like, is she using the power so much that she just like is passed out and then, you know, like in a mini coma. But then mm-hmm. I realized, Oh, it's because of the wound she took from the Trollocs and and so Lan's like all right we're just gonna go to Shatter Logoth we just gotta go yeah he's well he kind of like skirts around it and she Mm -hmm. calls him on it like she does have they do have this conversation even though she is you know basically half out of it Mm -hmm. and is like we can't like the only reason you haven't seen Trollocs around is because of how close we are to Shadow Logos. And then they show up anyway. Well, well, but they're not going in. Right. So then they go in and I'm immediately reminded by the fact that at this point in the book, mm-hmm. not, not only is Tom still with them, Nynaeve mm-hmm. has at this point also joined their group. Correct. And neither of them are here now. Right, so the, the party's much smaller, and Moraine isn't a presence in Shatter Loga. She's, like, unconscious, basically. Right. So, so Lan's like, here's a tiny bit of information. Just don't mess things up. Right. Don't don't touch anything. Eat your own food. Don't, don't do anything, basically. Right. But he's so concerned by her, he doesn't really give them enough information. I, I was like, that's not enough for me, either. No. And then, yeah, and then, essentially, Matt just finds a dagger he doesn't have any interaction with mortith at all i know i was really sad that mortith wasn't there though though there he kind of in there they hinted at it because matt matt goes outside and then he sees a moving shadow somewhere right and he's like oh like it looked like a silhouette of a person right and he finds the dagger on his own perrin isn't there uh yeah no one's there Rand's not there Rand's Rand's off like holding hands with Egwene again, off and on again <laughs> with each other. Hot and cold, giving me whiplash over here. Yeah, I'm like, like Ran and, Ran and Egwene are just doing their, doing each other probably up in the, you know, and and Matt's doing his thing and mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just this weird. Parents helping. Yeah, well, and, and again, Matt shows up, uh, before that, he shows up to talk to Perrin and Perrin's just like, I killed my wife, but I can't tell anyone because I'm quiet. I don't, like to tell, <laughs> I don't like to tell people things and you can't you can't even hear my inner thoughts so I'm kind of way more way more boring than in the books and and Matt's like oh man you must be really hurting like here's here's like I'm super poor I have to steal things just so my little sisters can have a good Christmas you know like right that, that's why he stole the things was to get to get to be able to celebrate their holiday you know and, right to get the kites or whatever they're called the lanterns and so he's like super poor like he doesn't want to take their money he's that poor Mm -hmm. he's like it shames him and and yet then he has this really workable functional awesome knife 
Hmm. And he knows it's going to make a really big impact on Perrin. And so, so he just gives it to him. Yeah. Despite the fact, like, he's, he doesn't have the money to go buy another knife that good. Yeah. That's a good point. See, this is why I like Matt. Yeah. He, he, like, they, they, made, they made him into, like, this really cool multifaceted character where he's, like, this degenerate, lazy a-hole mm-hmm. who is also really funny and endearing and thoughtful on... Yeah. In, in unexpected ways yeah and we also should not be surprised that he took the dagger because he takes things yeah well and the whole time he's just like you know what? i don't know if, what to believe about this i feel like we have to go with them but at the same time i i don't know if i have to if we should right oh so okay here's something disturbing okay. so, so oh, i'm sorry did you have anything more to say about like so just kicking around hanging out in shatter Logoth. I was going to make a, a correlation okay. in Shadow Logan mm-hmm. when they're leaving, but if 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 you're ready to move on. Oh, well, I was I was gonna talk about the 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 mist next. Yeah, so that that's exactly what I, it was so disturbing because yeah as they're all escaping, so Bella is a is like the horse of Rand who he mm-hmm. eventually like gives to Egwene and it, like Bella shows up throughout the series, like mm-hmm. throughout all the books, every single book, Bella is, well, she might, she might be absent here and there, but Bella is persistently, consistently like mm-hmm. involved in things. And yeah. I think they just killed Bella. Yeah. I, I, cause I... I don't, I don't, I think that the only two horses that made it out were Lan and Moraine's. I was so surprised when I saw it happen that I actually like, like I, I let it play out for a little bit. And then I was just like, what? And I, I skipped back and watched it again. I was like, it was so, I did not like it. Ugh. It was disturbing to watch. I, I mean, it I, was... I, it's kind of cool, and it's just just a horse. I mean, I didn't think it was Bella, but maybe it was. I, but like I, I've told you the story, I saved a freaking mouse that was stuck in my window a few weeks ago. Watching a horse like die and turn to dust, I was like, Ugh! like, mm. why? Don't do this to me. But um, that's fair. My my thought on this whole thing, it kind of so. It mm-hmm. kind of seemed like, because so Land doesn't give them enough information, like you said, right? He's like, yeah, just like eat your own food. Don't touch anything, blah, blah, blah. Matt goes and takes this dagger mm-hmm. and then the mist shows up. So I immediately was like, they're really making it seem like Matt did this and now mm. they're being punished because he took this. Like that oh, was it, the yeah, direct correlation. Ooh, it, it's like Aladdin in the, yeah. in the cave of treasures or yeah. whatever. and. And Abu goes and grabs the whatever, and they're like, mm-hmm. "You shall not touch this, and we're yeah. gonna go down and kill you all." Well, I yeah. mean, he takes this dagger, and like, um, that's when yeah, instantly when You're it right. goes sideways. So it's like, okay, You're right. That, Matt, that's a really fun parallel. Yeah, just damn it all, Matt. <laughs> damn it all. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why. And I, I do like how they portrayed it. It didn't really seem like mist. It seemed more like mold. 
it, it didn't seem and i can see right. why they took that liberty because i think if you made it look like mist it might look too much like when moraine is channeling and drawing from the power so you would make it look different and you, you want it to be dark mm-hmm. so it's scary and like this whole thing but it it just looked like mold growing on the fl- on the ground and you had to run and and that's how they separated them yeah yeah and then yeah i, I was i was fine with it actually the, the way they you know they had the the correct quote-unquote correct groups groupings yes yes separated and and then rand and matt did not go onto the ferry or onto no. the a boat and i like so the start of episode three i was like this is totally uncharted new care new territory okay i was so confused which we'll get to in a second because i loved how episode two ended yeah, okay so it ended let's see yeah, so it, tell me, tell me how it ended. I forget. It ended with so you have you have um um random Matt running, you have Perrin and Egwene jumping into the river and and swimming, which was great. But then you have Lan and Moraine escaping out of there. Oh, we completely forgot to mention that when all of this was happening, Moraine kind of like wakes up and realizes where they are and is like, You've killed us all to Lan which dramatic much which was false yeah yeah like super choke on your ice and i oh it's now moraine <laughs> with, with your with your dramatic lies <laughs> oh. um anyway so it, it ends with with uh Nynaeve showing up with the oh. blade right by land there yeah, yeah. oh I, what i said immediately was like what's this uh, a guideine caught off his guard like, like like in Lord of the Rings, where she says, what's like Arwen does the exact same thing. Oh. What's this? A ranger caught off his guard. I was like, okay, here we go. And then it ended. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Like Perrin and Egwene escape without Bella. Without Bella. So maybe you're right. Rest in peace, Bella. Rip Bella. Damn it all. Pisses me off. But now yeah. I'm sad. You should be. Damn it. So yeah, that episode two, cliffhanger. Okay, so episode three starts with 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 Nynaeve, mm-hmm. an explanation on how Nynaeve survived, which I actually called. I was like, oh, I bet the start of episode three is go like after she showed up. Mm-hmm. I, I actually every prediction I made in mm-hmm. this in these episodes came to pass. And really. Yeah, I, I don't normally have 100% track record, but I, I bet I made like seven or eight different things of like, oh yeah, Perrin's wife's going to die. Nynaeve's mm-hmm. going to, you know, but but this was one of them that I was like, oh, I bet the start of episode three is going to have, be Moraine, or not Moraine, sorry, Nynaeve mm-hmm. surviving against the Trolloc. And I don't know, the, the scene with the Trolloc and her being dragged off and stuff, I was like, why didn't the Trolloc just kill her way sooner than he yeah. should have? I, can, Not that I, I was, wanted her to him to, but I was so confused why the Trolloc just turned on his buddy. Well, that didn't surprise me. Trollocs are just dicks. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, but also like, I was like, you have you have an unconscious. I guess you just go for whatever. 
he's like someone else might come and take that guy like she like the human i'm with is so weak i'll just go and kill i I felt like the trollocs actions after he dropped her after Mm -hmm. that i felt like they were all pretty natural for a trolloc oh it's just so oh well so one disturbing thing about the trollocs that isn't really in the books is like so so they do eat humans they eat their own kind whatever but they never in the middle of battle feed like that's not a thing with trollocs they don't okay. they don't get distracted like that they just they kill and they kill and then right. when they're done then they can eat right and i which found makes that sense. disturbing like especially yeah. during winter night i was like this is gross it adds to uh, it. It does make things more disturbing, for sure. I, I don't it, deny that. It was like zombies and werewolves, and oh yeah, they're, they're gross. They do gross things. And then I did find it a little bit weird. Like I liked how resourceful my Neve was, but mm-hmm. Tam El Thor with his own blade as a blade master can't kill a Trolloc. <laughs> And Nynaeve's like, I'll I'll steal a Trolloc's dagger and stab him right. one time. And I, I don't know, it just, I, I love Nynaeve. I love her resourcefulness. I love that we get to see her doing things without having to worry about using the power and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this seemed a little bit like, oh, okay. Like, how good. did that, how did that work? Good for you. Like, I guess that's cool. You know, I'd expect... If if her character was played by like Arnold Schwarzenegger, maybe, but <laughs> you know Chuck Norris could have done that sort of thing. Uh, it was yeah that that pool scene was interesting. <laughs> the pools aren't in the books anywhere at at any point. She's like, this is a secret pool. I'm like, since when? <laughs> <laughs> and now it's full of trollic blood. <laughs> so. so. Yeah, I, so so it starts, you know, and then and then the Trolloc is dead and stuff, and the water swirls, and then we get the we get the uh, opening credits again. And what I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to like swirl into the Wheel of Time symbol to go into the credit, you know, the opening credits or whatever, mm-hmm. which it didn't. It didn't. But that would have been cool. You know, that, initially, I was like, oh, that would be neat, but then they didn't, and I guess I'm okay with it. So missed opportunity. It is. No, it was water. It wasn't mist. But, but Thank you. <laughs> just, just when you think I'm being serious. <laughs> I never think you're being serious. Uh, I don't take you seriously either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hashtag uh, rude. So rude. This is why we're good friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> narrator it wasn't <laughs> oh um okay so they're separated i i, I they're separated parent parent and Egwene are, are doing their thing wherever they are we kind of seen see matt and rand wherever they are do you want they, to just take each of the arcs separately like we could talk about all of moraine okay and yeah then and then yeah would that would that work do you want to try that yeah cool which one do you want to do first do we want to just do moraine and nynaeve since we're all like we've been talking about nynaeve anyway 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I lolled, actually. This part was really funny. So, so Nynaeve is, Nynaeve's like, has Lan at a disadvantage. He's like, we both know you're not going to. She like tries to stab him. And yeah. he's and he like does his cool warder trick and you know she she's no match for uh, for him which is totally makes sense like she has a she has a sword that she clearly doesn't have much training it with right and so he just like dodges it does you know and he's like whoa you actually tried to kill me like but he's like <laughs> impressed he's like that's amazing I'm not even mad that's amazing <laughs> he's a, it's almost like a proud fatherly moment yeah <laughs> yeah and then and then she tries more and he's like all right I'm just gonna knock you out. And then the next scene, then the next scene, it shows her like tied by with like four or five rope lengths to a tree. Right. She's like, she can't move. <laughs> I was like, kind of serves her right. Like she's she's just being a hostile bee right now. Like, but also so aggressive. Yeah. But I like not mad about it. Yeah, I thought it was just very in character for her. She's just totally. And, and even as she's. So he's like, all right, so Moraine can't, she's going to die soon. And you're of wisdom, like, just do your thing and heal her. And she's like, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. He's like, you're not in a position to bargain. And she's like, that was a bargaining. That was a threat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not confuse things here. Like, I, yeah. I, I was threatening you guys. And it's just very naive. She's She's tied to a tree, can't do anything. And... She's threatening people and just openly, just bluntly admitting. Yeah. Like, let me correct the facts here and tell you why this was wrong. Right. She's like, funny. Everything about what you just said (laughs) is wrong. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I I feel like Moraine is still, she's still a little out of it. She's still Mm -hmm. obviously needing to get wherever they're going right well so so lan and, and nynaeve eventually come to an agreement and nynaeve is released she decides she she genuinely is trying to heal moraine mm-hmm. and then i mean this they didn't spend a ton of time on this they kept going back no. and forth but essentially it ended with you know nynaeve's like okay well we're gonna give her a little bit of energy here and then lan finds someone and like he finds what he's looking for, whatever, and it's all mysterious. And so they get Moraine on a horse, and they they go, and the the episode actually ends here. Right, exactly. Um, with 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 them riding up and seeing all these other eyes to die. Yeah, uh, which you know they see Logain. I think that's I think mm-hmm. it's Logain at least. I'm pretty sure it's Logain. That was funny. The the eyes to die is like. You're too late to help if that's what you're what you want to do. But we already caught the man who could channel. I was like, I don't think they would actually talk like that if it wasn't for the audience, right? This is when she said that too. She was like, "You're too late." I was like, "I don't think they were trying to join you." Right. Well, but but the way she spelled it out, like we were just on a mission to get a man who could channel, and he's captured now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's because they're talking to me, the audience. That's cool. Narrator. Right. That's what they were kind of doing. So, but yeah, I'm very intrigued by this because this is not a thing that happens in the books. 
Right. Yeah. This is but, this is all new. Yeah, but but we still have a hostile naive. We have a weak Moraine, which is just so different. Like she's just physically well the entire first book, at least. Right. I. Yeah. I. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder what they're going to do with her story. Oh, I'm I'm very curious uh, and. So, you know, we're going to see all the scenes from the trailers that we saw with Loghain and stuff. It should be cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they actually, like, now that I'm thinking about it, they weren't, it doesn't feel like they were in this episode very much. I wasn't really paying attention to the actual, like, screen time, but I feel like we spent way more time with uh, Matt and Rand. Right. Oh, we did, I think. Yeah. Oh, and we, we forgot to say one thing before we go into the Gwen and Perrin section mm-hmm. was uh, in, in episode two, at one point, Perrin's just on his own and some wolves come over and one of them just like oh, yeah. licks his shin and leaves. And he's like, WTF was that? Like, because he has a cut. Right. And I mean, I, I don't know. So I was, so this episode, I was wondering, okay, so they're separated and are we going to see Elias Machera? Right. I was like, where's Elias? Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, but but first, we're not going to be in a forest. We're just going to be out in the open. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just constantly hear wolves, which is super unnerving. If they're, they, don't, they don't even know if they're being chased, but they have to sleep. And, oh, and, Ka- and Perrin, instead of just like telling her, don't channel like that, you stupid mm-hmm. girl. He's like, when they set a fire, he's like, was that me or you? Can you channel right. us some food? Like joking. Like He's like, ha ha like joking around? Yeah, he's like, oh, you can channel. That would, that's so funny. Like, oh. And then, I can't, I can't remember what part of the episode it was in, but he has a dream um, with, with a wolf in it and Balsamon in it. Well, that was super creepy. Balsamon's just like looking through the window. It was so creepy. Yeah, I, 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 I was I, like, oh, look, Balsamon's in the window. And my wife's like, <gasps> like jerk when she saw him. <laughs> I, I, I do like how they, how they, I, I don't know how they did this with him, but I like what they did. I, I'm enjoying how he's being portrayed in the dreams. It's super creepy. Yeah, I like this version. Yeah. Uh, even though I don't really, I, I stay away from scary movies because they just like piss me off. I don't like getting scared. That's not a me thing that's, that I'm into, but... Yeah. Not surprising, by the way. But not surprising. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're the same. <laughs> we are. But but yeah, they they aren't it, it wasn't enough to it didn't turn it into like a horror scene or anything. So that no. Was, was it fine. it was really creepy with his dead wife. Yeah. Man. Well yeah, they, they definitely I will say overall, they made it much darker than I see it. In, like when I read it or listen to it, it's always mm-hmm. so bright and sunny. And sometimes there's a filthy beggar who enters the scene and you're like, oh, he even his filth is bright, you know? Well, it's funny because when, when I was listening to it and re- reading it, whatever, I was like, oh, like the whole time you're like, we're going on an adventure. Like it's just this whole, this whole trek. Mm-hmm. And this was not that. Yeah, the weather's always bad. There's cold and everyone's mm-hmm. dirty and so so yeah they they get to they finally find like some tracks they follow mm-hmm. the tracks and they find the tinkers and i was like oh the tinkers they're gonna be really bright and they're garish outfits yeah. and and they're just like gypsies 
who don't who were like all world worn and I was like oh you guys are kind of gross actually I was and I was waiting when they when they found the tinker so then you have like this whole whatever introduction and they're mm-hmm. hanging out and I'm like maybe Elias is already with the tinkers <laughs> narrator he wasn't he wasn't yeah this, but, this but, hurt me that he was not there but the whole time the wolves like herded them apparently which yeah i don't know what to make of it i just you can't have every character in there and i guess you could maybe make it so that parrot eventually learns how to deal with wolves without a helper like without someone to introduce them but it'll make me sad if they don't have lias he's one of my more favorite characters we actually thought for a little bit so what you know, our firstborn's name is Perrin. We mm-hmm. thought about naming our secondborn Elias. Because oh. then they could be wolf brothers. But, <laughs> but like, I, I just wanted him to show up. And yeah. the, the whole wolf thing, almost, mm-hmm. it, it feels creepier without Elias. Totally. Uh, well, yeah, like they're just, what are they doing? What's their whole... Yeah. Well, without Elias in the books, at least the wolves are kind of just this malevolent force of like, like in the in that world. And, and I, I've always hated when fantasy books portray wolves as like these man killers, like man hunters mm-hmm. and stuff. And you know, in the first couple books, at least they Robert Jordan really does portray wolves as like they're a serious problem because they'll kill people, right? It, even though that's not really what happens in real life very often at all. You know, in country people hate wolves because of what they do to their flocks and stuff. And I get that, but it's not necessarily what uh, like they, they don't, they don't present threats to humans. They present threats to human livelihoods at times. Right. So makes sense. Right. But, but then the two rivers, they're like, Oh no, the wolves might kill us. Yeah. It, It just seemed, it felt like the one thing that Robert Jordan just didn't do his research on. He's like, well, Wolves are kind of scary, but let's make them into this, you know, a huge threat to the humans or something. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was just, I don't know, just no, felt there, weird. There was something grating, like they, there were just constant howls in the background. And I just, I did, I felt hunted kind of the whole time. Which I guess maybe, I don't know, were we supposed to feel hunted? I feel like they did a good job of portraying how Perrin and... Egwene must have felt mm-hmm. yeah I think so too it was very like I just felt uncomfortable for them yeah which I mean is when you when you factor in everything else you have like this carnage in your town you've now been uprooted parents apparently killed his own wife but we don't, we don't need to get into that um <laughs> yeah. he, he, he and Egwene's like it's not your fault and he's like rolling his eyes She's like, I'll hug you. This will be impactful for you. And he's like, you have no idea. Stupid. Like, just stop. Literally swung the axe. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) literally my fault. Even though I don't blame him, by the way, just to be clear. Like, I I I think what I I think what he did was perfectly reasonable given Mm -hmm. the circuit. Like, he's not a warrior and he's he's like these creatures that he's uh, from out of nightmares jump out and he, yeah, he sees movement like fully justified at taking that swing from from like an ethics standpoint at least right and the worst worst possible result of course right right 
but so like you take all of that into account mm-hmm. and now you have and then you have like the, the running from the mist so you don't die from which like they don't know what it is but mm-hmm. you, you've seen this horse presumably bellow just disintegrate and you're like all right well let's yeah. not touch this stuff and run and now you're being hunted by wolves right well and so while you're probably hungry and thirsty yeah. and delirious like well, they didn't have time to grab their saddlebags. They're just going. And yeah. yeah. And so so they, they get to the tinkers and the tinkers are like, hey, here's the here's like the words you have to say to get yeah. in. Which Elias was the guy who knew them initially. Yeah. So they had mm-hmm. to, it was kind of this awkward contrived thing. But then, so Aram shows up. So Aram in the books is portrayed as a man who is too good looking for mm-hmm. any girl to be able to resist. Like he's... He is, he's almost too beautiful. Like he's almost like a woman. And, and he's super arrogant. Yeah, super arrogant. Was he beautiful in this? Like it just in your, like, was he attractive at all? He seemed just kind of like a ragamuffin, frankly, to me. Yeah, but he just seems like straight, another, as another a straight guy, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just seemed like another dude. I was like, all right, that's Aram. And I feel like they, they just didn't really nail his personality. Like when I was lis- listening to this part of the books, it was very much like an alpha male personality. Like that was his vibe. Super arrogant, gets his way, is really smug and like like that alpha mentality and is lording it over parent, like rubbing parents' face in it. Right. And I did he's, not get that vibe. He's the guy who tells Perrin what condescending means. <laughs> exactly he's like condescending means talking down to others (laughs) yes thank you for the definition yeah well you're welcome i just wanted to make sure you knew it too so i I did thank you thank you (laughs) but like they they totally missed that i think he's just he almost seemed like a like a jokester and like he didn't take like their way of life seriously he's like oh yeah like we steal people's children and yeah he's like here's some stereotypes since you don't know about them like right here here you go like here's what you're supposed to think of us yeah it was very uh light-hearted yeah i mean i could see him trying to be charming there maybe you know he sees you know but Uh, i didn't find it charming but then again i was also looking for him to be a bit of a dick it's fine fair Uh, well so was i uh, but I, I did, I felt some satisfaction when they gave him, gave him those plates and they were like, I'm sure you're hungry. And they're like, oh yeah, we're starved. And yeah. they just dig in. It was kind yeah. of satisfying. Yeah. So. So they're with the Tuatawan now. That's where they are. A place of safety. Yeah. That's what this, uh, this that's what this one is called, right? Yeah. This one's called, a, this one's called a place of safety. So, which. I guess that it's about Perrin and Egwene because I don't think anyone else feels that safe. I mean, I guess you could say that Moraine and Lan got to a pl- like Moraine needs healing from an Aes Sedai. Yeah. So, so like they're kind of safe, like they're with friends now ish. Right. Right. Ish. Even as Le- Leandrin is there, which we don't like. Leandrin's not a nice person in book two. Yeah, I'm not a fan. No not a fan so um, go ahead matt and rand T- totally new 
Brand Total- new. Is it's so so right away i was like okay so we spit we skipped barrelon and i was like okay so after barrelon they do they go to shower logo and, and i was going through it in my mm-hmm. head trying to figure it all out i'm like are we in white bridge like where are we are we in white uh so so yeah they they go for a while uh, it's not white bridge they, they say the name of the town it's some random little podunk town I, I was so lost. I was like, I, I don't know where we are in the story anymore. All of this is new. Yeah, so so they, they do this really funny logic thing of like, okay, uh, Matt actually wants to go home mm-hmm. because he needs to go look after his sisters. Or he feels like that. Rand is like, no, we have to go take care of Egwene. And Egwene's going to Tarvalon. So we're going to go to Tarvalon. And then, of course, during the Para and Egwene thing, Egwene's like, they're just going to go home. Of course they're going to go home. And Perrin's like, no, I know Rand. He's going to mm-hmm. go where he thinks you're going to go. And he's, he thinks you're going to go to to Tarvalon. And it was a very interesting shift, actually, of, of Perrin having more insight into Rand and knowing mm-hmm. him better than Rand's supposed suitor and lover, you know, like the person who's supposed to know him better than anyone else. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was a fun little, like, one person, like Perrin had it all figured out. He, he had it mapped out. He knew mm-hmm. and he was right. And Egwene had it wrong. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, which like, I mean, maybe maybe their relationship is so new. I don't know that, that she just doesn't know him. Uh, I, I mean, you know, so they, they focus on other things as well. Like yeah. they, they clearly don't talk very well. Like there's a lot of time, a lot of times of like just awkward. They don't, they don't communicate very well about things. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, Rand, anyway. Rand and Matt decide to go to White Bridge, try to get to, you know, Charvalon. Yeah. And, right. and then they, they come across a village and there's mm-hmm. a dead Aiel just stuck in a cage super weird yeah and, and matt's is, like is that, is that we a... have one of those in the Evans field charming really <sighs> so weird yeah it creepy was... like yeah the first thing you you see coming into this town is like we kill people brutally here yay yeah like and we don't care to take their corpse out of our cage it's food for trollocs well i don't know if trollocs exist i think this was the most interesting part though so so they go and i thought it was interesting when they got to the to the tavern and oh i I totally called this too there's that guy who stole from matt and then tom stole from him and i I paused it i was like oh did you see that To, to my wife and she's like what and i'm like Okay, that guy bumped into Matt and stole something from him. And then Tom stole it, stole it back. And she's like, oh, may- maybe. And then we, and then just like a couple scenes later, he's like, yep, here it is. I was like, yes, nailed it. 100% prediction rating. Well, and then I was like, I bet that at toward the end, I bet Matt's mm-hmm. going to steal it back from him, mm-hmm. which is right again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. I was on it. It's on it. Do you want me to ruin any shows to, you know, that's, I'm really good at it sometimes. (laughs) But 
So I, when they walked into this inn and, mm-hmm. and the, the barkeeper innkeeper, whatever you want to call her, Dana is her name. It's like, oh yeah. Like our, our haven't seen those people, but you know, the Gleeman just got here and he's going to perform. I was like, finally, like, okay, we're getting Tom. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Tom I was here. And then his, his loot is a guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. He sings cool, a depressing cool. song and leaves. And everyone's like, right? what? <laughs> it's so funny. I was That's... so excited. I love this Tom though. This, this version, this Tom is really cool. You like this version of Tom? Yeah, I, I thought he's an improvement over the character in the book so All far. Right. All right. What about I, you? I I don't know what to think of him. I, I actually was like, he kind of seems like a scam artist. Oh, fair. I mean, he's he seems like the scoundrel who wanders from village to village. You know, like he's just on his own. He's a lone loner and he's he's not necessarily... Yeah, he's not entirely reputable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, I didn't, I was like, I don't feel like I can trust you. And in the books, it felt like we could trust you. Hmm. So I, so once he gets to the point, and we're kind of skipping forward a little bit, we can go back. But once he gets to the point where he takes the Aiel down, mm-hmm. just out of like respect for him, and mm-hmm. and then he respects Matt and his need to loot the corpse and everything and kind of teaches Matt stuff. And like, once you see that, I I was like, Oh man. So you can tell that he's, he's, he's worldly. Like he knows all these different things and he's kind of got the right priorities. Right. Which is fair. Maybe it was just his, his intro. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Well, and he's younger than he's portrayed in the books. Right. Yeah, that is true. So, I mean, that didn't bug me too much. It was just, I don't know. My, my initial reaction to him was, I was happy he was there. And then I was like, oh, you're kind of a jerk. Sure. Well, yeah, so one of the funniest scenes, though. So they they talk to the bar maid, whatever her name is. And mm-hmm. like, can we do work? And, and so she puts them to work chopping wood. And, of course, Matt weasels out of it. But not not before, he, like, so they talk about, like, oh, you know, Matt, Rand's like, oh, I thought that you wanted to go for Moraine, like, you know, older women or whatever. And and Matt's like, ah, I can make exceptions, you know, no no big deal. And then, and then what did he say? Uh, he, he, was t- he was saying, like, and then Rand was saying, oh, we could take turns. And, <laughs> and Matt says, you think she'd be up for it? <laughs> And, and Rand says, no, I was talking about the logs, about chopping logs. <laughs> <laughs> I had to rewind to see it. Like, he, he's clearly talking like, about, what? like, like passing her around. Like, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> she's like, he's like, you think she'd be up for it? Like, a serious question. <laughs> <laughs> Matt just doesn't. This also, too, like, in this scene where they're chopping the logs, this is when you start to see Matt, like, be a dick. Sure. Well, he he's he's lazy he hates work i know but like you just like this is when you first start he starts to you know like act out his personality starts changing Mm. a little bit because he's got that dagger you wonder how much is the dagger and how much is his personal 
Yeah, but you're right. I wouldn't know. You're right. He's he's starting to act out a little bit, and he's he's less, you know, jokery now. Yeah. Well, kind I of. Mean, still, still, it's it's like a dark humor. Well, so she puts she puts him to work, and he still charms all the patrons and stuff. Totally. But he's funny. Still darker. Well, yeah, you can see things are starting to maybe take a twist. Yeah. To south. Um, but yeah, uh, and and then you have this awkward scene of the girl like talking to Rand. So awkward. And she's she's like, oh yeah, you two like you're gonna have sex in here, right? Basically. And, <laughs> it and was so. I was I, <laughs> she, when she started talking and like she, she's going along. Whatever. I can't remember the exact words she used. But I was. I remember sitting. I'm like. She going where I think? Yep, she she's going there. Yeah, okay. a, a pinch and a tickle. Yep. She's like, you guys can be as loud as you want in here. A pinch and a tickle is always good for an argument settling or something. Yeah. And then, and then Rand's like, if I wanted a man, I could do better than him. Right. <laughs> just, just knocking him down. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It was. Uh, and and then yeah, the whole conversation there was weird. Right. Well, and so it's all contrived, though, because then she's mm-hmm. it turns out she's like really way more skilled with weapons than you, you would expect a barmaid to be. Yep, absolutely. And. Uh, yeah. And then Rand, he, he, she's like, no, you can't like no man could actually knock this thing down and then this door down and then he does. And this mm-hmm. is a moment of him becoming of him showing what he is. And yep. I, I think I don't want to spoil anything beyond that but like this is a moment of okay like good we we missed some things in bear that happened to bear lawn and along the way which is fine for a show but right now now we get to see a a moment of this yes yes and and that was why i wasn't too annoyed earlier on because and why i don't think they'll they'll i don't want to spoil anything but yes this was when you see him start to come into his his own yeah and then and so yeah it turns out the girl's a dark friend and super creepy yeah but but it was fun it's fun because then tom just comes in and just just flay it flat out kills her <laughs> just dagger through the throat like second oh. death from behind that we get to yeah. see second time i've jumped and also yeah. can i just say so before he kills her like so Rand busts down this door, starts running, grabs Matt, and is like, "We got, we got to run! Like she's got my sword. Let's go!" And they're running, and then she's she's chasing after them, holding the sword. And I immediately am like, I feel like like this is the equivalent of running with scissors times a hundred. And <laughs> like, please do, don't do this. Like, and I'm I'm just equating it to myself because I'm like I would fall and impale myself somehow. I was Here. just thinking like, so what, what's she going to do if like, are the townspeople just going to be like, oh yeah, I remember when that bartender who's been here forever, like started chasing some patrons with a sword. Wasn't that, right? wasn't that a good time? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It just seemed pretty, pretty weird that she's like, Hey, I'm just going to let everyone know that I'm chasing you. Yeah. It was real. Ugh. Yeah. That's a good point because realistically, like let's say she she caught them and whatever and had her way and didn't die, mm-hmm. then 
what she goes back to her regular bar bartending life the next I mean, she, day i guess she envisioned great things you know she right. said she was like last time last time someone captured a dragon everyone remembered that person's name for three thousand years right so she's thinking she's gonna go down in yeah. legends or whatever yeah. yeah she's gonna she's gonna be famous and so and yeah. and tom's just like no I'll, i kill thee i slay thee kill me i i really enjoyed so obviously he's like she's a dark friend and whatever kills her mm-hmm. i enjoyed the visualization of her blood and you could see like the darker essence pooling into it like mm. i was like that is really nice visualization right there oh that's fun i didn't really i i, I was just waiting for it to swirl into a red aja cape mm. and because that was toward the end of the episode and i was like oh they're gonna see the red aja you know just a minute right and then it didn't uh, wh- but whereas i was like oh look it's like it's like the dark one like coming out of her yeah i guess the my predictions about swirling water were both wrong mm-hmm. yeah, well. it, you know so, i guess those were my I, I should own those predictions too you, you can't win them all i guess it's very difficult <laughs> You can win them all. It's just very difficult. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Difficulty level is through the roof. Uh, Yeah. So that that's it. Cause then it's, it's done. It's back to Moraine and and the I said, I, yeah. Tom's like, we're going to get out of here fast. And you know, they're going to get out of boat right now. Mm. That could be, that could be cool. Hopefully. I'm I'm really very interested. For those of you who have read the books up to basically toward to the very end, there's there's I'll be very interested to know if Tom ever meets Moraine in that like how he meets her in this series because there's some interesting things that happen with uh, Tom and uh, Moraine's interactions, like repercussions that happen that aren't. I don't know. They're kind of they're kind of delayed at the very least with the way they're the show is going. So right. Can't I can't give away more than that, but I'm very interested to see if what happens when Tom meets Moraine, if he does. Oh, I hope he does. Well, in the books, he doesn't. Well, yeah. in the books at this point, like if they go to Whitebridge and then he he gets taken out before, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the boys have yeah. to make their way. So so then I guess I guess next episode we just learn about Loghain yeah we'll get some we'll get another pitched battle I hope Mm -hmm. because the first episode we had a pitched battle the other two uh, some action but not much right a lot of running which I don't I don't need a ton of fighting and stuff but it's kind of fun to see that I mean the visual aspect of a large scale fight is kind of fun Mm-hmm. yeah instead of seeing horses turned into dust and <sighs> bella being wiped out for no good reason sad mm. let's not focus on that let's end on a sad note wait way to go mm. goodbye bella <laughs> so anything else you wanted to say about the series we should probably have been talking so long it's going to be a really long bonus episode it's a very long bonus episode um it's a lot to talk about though i know I don't, uh, I don't think I have anything else. I was surprised that I felt as nitpicky as I did feel. I didn't, I didn't 
I expected myself to be okay with some creative licensing and, and let it flow. Mm. And I was shocked that I was not. Well, yeah, I, for the so. most part, I was good with, I recognized they needed to make changes and most of the changes was, were good. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so far, how would you rate this? What, what's your, you know, on a, from one to 10, you can use decimals. Oof. What would you say your enjoyment level was? Ooh. Just like total, it taken everything into account, just your all, feeling. Out, like out of all three episodes? Yeah, like I, it doesn't matter that if you're pissed about the books or you're happy, you know, if they stayed in continuity, whatever. Your total overall at the end feelings. What's from one to 10? Yeah. How, how happy with the series are you so far? I would say like a soft eight. A soft eight is what? Like an 8.1 or like a 7.7 yeah. rounded up to an eight? Like an 8.1. Okay. Like a B minus so far, basically. Oh yeah, you Canadians do weird grading. Yeah, that's an A minus in Canada. <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's good for you guys. Eighty-one <laughs> percent an A minus. Totally a uh, B minus in the U.S. Yeah, well, here we are. Um, okay, what would what would you say? Mm, yeah, honestly, I I would say. I would say somewhere between 7.5 and 8. Maybe like a 7.8. I Okay. But but with the potential of the of it moving up, it's just it's just too impossible. I I hold it to such a on such a high pedestal. I don't yeah. think it's realistic for them to be able to make. If they made it to my specifications and my preferences, my guess is that it would be extremely unpopular for right. everyone else. Like, I, I think that what I want isn't practical for them to reproduce. So in a lot of ways, like me grading it, does it reflect, like, I, I'm very content. I'm happy that they've done a lot of the things that they've done, assuming it's going to get a ton of people interested in it. Right. Um, I, I shouldn't be surprised because we are so similar, but I am, mm. I am surprised that our ratings are so close. What it, so what what would you after our discussion what mm -hmm. would you think what, what would you guess mm -hmm. I would think of it like what would I what would you guess that I rate it would rate I, I was thinking you'd be closer to like a six and a half was I that critical interesting I don't think you're like that critical I was just mm. yeah I was thinking you would be closer to six and a half so it's it's for me it's a huge deal that there were some moments that I was like yes this is awesome and some moments yeah. that I like really enjoyed because I knew I was going to have some hurdles mentally trying to get over the continuity issues of the book versus the show. It's it just impossible to, to, for me to not compare, like, and why should I try not to compare? Like I should, it, that's, that's the whole reason I, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I still really enjoyed it. Like, don't give, and I, I agree with you. I think it has a lot of potential. I'm curious what they're going to do with the next only five more episodes. I know. I, yeah. Yeah. So do you still think that the, that the show is going to end at Eye of the World on no. episode four? No. No, I do not. We're barely into it. I know. Don't look so smug. <laughs> 
We're barely into it. Rude. <laughs> I just didn't want you to have to see my smugness. I didn't want you to have to experience that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. So yeah. yeah. No, it was a. Uh, it was cool. Good start, and I hope that we. I don't know. Maybe we can make another reaction video for the next one. It'll be way shorter because it'll be only one episode to talk about. Yeah, way way shorter. I'll be fine. Not, not that that's what she prefers, but <laughs> you know. Carry on. <laughs> so much shorter. Uh, okay, so should we call it here? Yeah, let's call it. All right, guys. So thank you all so much for listening slash watching. And mm-hmm. may you always find water and shade. And not throw them. <laughs>